welcome to Cameo, guys. I am your host, Mark Nelson, and as always, I'm joined by Cam. Oh, hello, everyone. Yes, we are, we are on. Okay, yeah, no, it's fine. I was just checking <laughs> yep, some just stuff. Just checking some stuff. Yeah. Um. So, Cam and I just got out of uh, one of the Cameo Cinema's members advanced yes. screenings. Yes, we did. We came straight home. Pretty I don't think I've cinema. seen Cameo packed like that in a long well, time. Well, it's a smaller, it's the smaller cinema. It's a smaller screen, yes. but it was... At capacity, so yeah, but, luckily uh, I booked ahead of time. Yes, you did, but thanks to Cameo Cinemas, yes, we were you. able to watch The Shape of Water quite a bit early, because I don't yeah. actually think it's due for general release here in Australia till yeah, I think Feb, Feb. or very late Jan, so... Yep. Uh, I'll take it. I'll definitely take it. We I'll went take it. straight there, uh-huh. pretty much, to as soon as we knew that it was going to be on. Uh-huh. Um, that being said, because yes. it's an advanced screening... Mm. Let's go with the caveat of this podcast. We might do things a little bit differently. Okay. I almost think we should give our recommendations before we get into the movie. Okay. For those that might want to... Uh, not listen to the... To not listen to the plot. Because mm. uh, I'm going to start off... I think a lot of people should see this movie. I agree. I think it was fantastic. Yes. So I think let's just rejig wanna, things okay. a little bit. Um, flip it. We'll flip it, but we'll start off with, with what we normally do and yeah. have a chat about what we've been doing for the week, what we've been watching, yep. and go from there. Yep. So, you've been watching anything? Uh, yes. Yes. I've been watching we've... a few movies. I ended up watching uh, Creep 2, because I, I mentioned that I watched you Creep. You watched and Creep, this was, yep. It was better. I enjoyed Creep, but this was... Without giving too much away, he's essentially... Mark Duplass in this movie, in these movies. Well, he's not. He is Mark Duplass. Okay, he's playing well, a character. Yeah, well, yeah, but this him as as character is a serial killer, mm. and it's all about found footage. And he just tricks people into coming and filming him, and it's a bit of a game for him. And he has like so wait, he tricks people into coming and recording him, doing... just saying, "Oh, I'm this person," when he's not. He so in the first one, does he, he pretends, kill those people? Yeah, he okay. pretends to be, um, in the first one, he pretends to be a family man who's like, oh, I just want to, I've got cancer and I want to have a, a video for my kid to watch. Yep. And that's all not true. And he, he ends up killing that person. And then in this one, it's uh, this lady who has like a YouTube channel of like encounters yep. with weird people. She sees the ad and then he's very upfront. He's like, I've killed 34 people. Uh, I'm going to be my last. And he goes through all this stuff. It's very interesting. Oh, what, that he's going to kill himself Mm -hmm. to be the final? Okay, Mm -hmm. interesting. Yep, and it's a very interesting kind of I feel like it'd be quite intense because he's a very intense actor when he needs to be. Oh, absolutely. And uh, you see all of him in this movie. Oh, Jesus. Every single inch. (laughs) It's not what I expected. definitely intended. Yeah. Uh, And I really enjoyed it. Also, I watched The Girl on the Train. Yeah, what did you think? I actually didn't mind it. I thought it was all right. I found that I liked it a lot more than people who had read the book. I've never read the book. Yeah, I felt like going in blind to that movie really helped. I I just, I remember when it came out, there was a lot of people that didn't like it. And Mm. I'm like, it kind of turned me off. Well, you, you know my feelings towards Emily Blunt. Yeah. Not only had her, it had Justin Theroux, who I just yes. love in everything that he does. He did. Yeah. So, no, I really enjoyed that I, movie. I thought it was really good. Um, I don't understand the people that... I suppose if you've read the book and it's different or something. I guess. But I enjoyed it as a singular piece mm. of cinema. Very good. Uh, yeah. I think that's it. Okay. A few other things, but I can't really think of them on the top of my head. Very good. What about you? Um, I saw one more movie. Yes. Uh... I saw three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. After our mistake of not seeing that instead of uh, downsizing. Yeah. You have to go see it. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm getting there. I need to see Jumanji as well. So. Yeah. Jess, Jess thinks that it's going to be up there for Oscars. I don't think it's quite there. No? I don't think it's the tone of film that Oscars tend to lean towards. What is the tone, though? Drama. Your so stock what? standard drama. Oh, so the post. Yeah, like where's this darkest like, hour? Three billboards, like definitely had some heavy drama moments, but yeah. very much a uh, black comedy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, you could tell that from. But that's that's just that director as well, because he's done Seven yeah. Psychopaths and In Bruges, In Bruges, all that kind of stuff. So mm. yeah. Mm. Um, 
last time. I can't remember. I think in the last podcast, I mentioned that we were watching The Sitter. The Sitter? The Sinner. What is... Wait, The Sitter's a really bad movie, isn't it? It's The Babysitter is a movie as well. Yeah. Isn't that Triple H? Maybe, but there is another movie called The Babysitter, okay. which is so, on Netflix. But I, we've been watching The Sinner. Yes. Finish that. Oh, very good. good. Okay. Yep. Have you watched that yet? Nope. I've just seen it pop up. I've seen it pop up. I haven't watched it yet. Give it a go. Eight episodes. Okay. There will not be a season two. It's clearly a... Confined. Confined, like long form bit of media. Uh-huh. Oh, very good. Okay. So, I might have mentioned it last week, but definitely after finishing it and seeing the full... Full scope. Narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Okay. All right. All right. I'll see what I can do. I'm going to have a lot of time off this week, so... Why do you have time off? Oh, yes. So, uh, for those <laughs> of our regular listeners, Cam's <laughs> getting his uh, wisdom teeth out. Is it tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, tomorrow. Get excited. When, when are you not allowed to eat and drink? Uh, I don't know. They told me that I can have breakfast. Oh, you're a late surgery. 11.30? Oh. Oh, that's right, because you're not going and getting surgery. You're going to the dentist, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, just doing just it in a chair. airing all your <laughs> medicals. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yes, they're getting a horror movie. Is this when we talk about my proposed suggestion for Wednesday? You can, yeah. It, it, it would be an explanation as to why I'm not here. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> uh, so, Cam and I, I'd say for almost the last two months, yep. you and I have been very adamant that we want to get out stuff on a Wednesday or Sunday. Yep. Preferably both, rain, hail or shine. Yeah, I'd like that. We'll, yeah. we'll make it work. Yeah. You probably won't be able to speak that not, well, not well by the Wednesday, no. nor will you probably want to... Probably not. Probably <laughs> just, you just won't want to do an episode. So uh, I propose to Cam <laughs> that I'll do a bit of a solo episode. Not so much a review, but mm-hmm. more of just a getting to know me kind of episode. A talkie. I don't, don't know how. It's a bit of a talkie. Um but I, the one bit I didn't tell you is that if I do one, I think that we should eventually do one oh, no. of you oh, no. and then one of Bakes. I don't have that much to say. But this is why I'm thinking we we canvas some questions. Okay. And possibly you can come up with some questions for me. <laughs> yeah. And just spitball some stuff. Okay. All right. Because I'm thinking, you know, we'll talk through a bit more in detail of the why we made the podcast um, mm-hmm. how we make it, that kind of stuff. And yep. If there's any general questions, and we'll pop some stuff on the socials to try and garner some... Hopefully uh, encourage some people. Some people to get yep. in some questions. But I think that's just what we'll do, just as a bit of an interim, and yep. make sure we're getting some content out. Yeah, that's I'll, fine. I'll be the guinea pig. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's no bakes, so you can't... Oh, dear God, this could go poorly. But that'll be <laughs> Wednesdays. But for today, let's get back on track to... Okay. Uh, the Shape of Water. So, this is a Guillermo del Toro film. That's a good pronunciation. And it is very much a del Toro film. Oh, it's... And I, I mean that in a, in a good way as well. I think, I think I was discussing this with someone. He is a very... He has very... He's got two different ways of making films. Mm-hmm. He's got the Pacific Rim type. Yep. And then he's got this... I don't see this as the same. No, this is a bit more personal, but I would say... Kind of. And we'll get into it more when we finally watch Pacific Rim. Yeah. But I still feel like Pacific Rim is very much one of his movies. He just took what he normally does and went, I'm going to expand out the scope. Mm. Because it's still very creature-driven, still got the same kind of characters, but it's just yet this grander scale. Whereas this is very centralised. I don't disagree, but as a person that preferred this in a smaller scale, Pacific Rim just didn't do it for me. That's fair. Would you say something like the two Hellboy movies fall into this category? Uh, They might be in the middle. Mm. Because I feel like this is with Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, very much so. Like, not on that scale, Yeah, obviously, because that's... He created like a whole world yeah. in that movie, but this is sort of in that, in that the same elements. Well, this was this elements. was made on a shoestring budget. Yep, I think it only cost them thirty million to do this because they reused a bunch of sets from a TV show that he produces. Which one? The Strain. Never heard of it. It's I really I, I like the aesthetic of the whole thing. That's, yeah, I, I think I've mentioned it a while ago. I really like the aesthetic of that time period. Yeah. 
and that's the sound and everything. I just really like it. So. Well, this this movie, not only was it like creature driven, I felt like it was a massive like ode to that era and that type of film. I yeah. felt many nods to it. And yeah. Like, yeah, it felt very much like a yeah. movie of that time. And just all the, yeah, when they were watching TV, yeah. having like Shirley Temple and stuff on the TV. and Yeah. yeah. Ed the talking horse. That's oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. So do we, want to re- do we want to do the recommendation first? I think we should. So okay. let's just, so we're going to do our recommendations now. Um, once we've done that, we'll pretty much go with the caveat that we're well and truly going to hit spoiler yep. territory. So um, my recommendation, 100%, go and see this. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people might just be turned off from the trailer because it's like... Yeah, fish dude and a woman and all that kind of stuff. And it's it, not for everyone. It's not for everyone. No. But this movie, I fe- this movie is fantastic. Yep, I don't think there was a second that I wasn't enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I think the core cast in this were fantastic. Yeah, um, like Michael Shannon. Um, is it Richard Jenkins? Richard Jenkins. Richard Jenkins was just phenomenal in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wish I knew her name, but the, who played Eliza, the lead? Sally. Sally Hawkins. Sounds about right. Um, and she, like, she I, like did, I was looking it up yeah. before. <laughs> like, just, she did so much emoting and acting. Yep. Um, like, she plays a mute character, so I think, yeah, she did fantastically. Um, yeah, just, there was so much to enjoy with it. The soundtrack was phenomenal. Hmm. Just go yep. out and see it. When it comes out. When it comes out. Yep. So And I, then come back to this. Then come back to this. <laughs> yeah, that's a good caveat. <laughs> Here's our recommendation. Go out and see it come back and listen to the, the rest of our thoughts but um, there, you know there's always negatives with movies but I, just the positives for this kind of outweighed yep. it yep alright well I'll, I'll, I'll chime in yep I I really enjoyed the whole it's it's a really simple story like if you re- replace like I don't know the creature mm. with like a human being it's just a really simple storyline of just like someone who wants to be accepted and all of that, and, and she finds, finds someone. Yeah, finds yeah. someone who can look past everything. Yeah, and, and I, I thought everyone in it, especially Michael Shannon. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think I've seen him as as good as that. He can play such a good villain. Yeah, you really don't like him in this one. He is Captain Bad Guy. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's not good. Yeah, he's addictive. I mean, he's great at it, but it, it, was, it was a very f- interesting way they did it. Like, um, that getting too spoilery, like. I don't think there was a single moment where they even tried to, like, humanise him. No. Oh, yeah. When he when he went when he went home. Even then. No, I'm I'm not saying it was a lot, but I'm just saying that. Okay, we're going too much into the story here. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit too much. So, just as a as a recommendation, I'd say I'd give this four and a half out of five. I really enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure that's your highest. No, no, no. I gave it five and I gave Thor four and a half. Yeah, that's a good good playing field. Um, But I, I I don't know. It it was engaging. It was a very engaging film. um, Long film, very well paced as well. Like it was, yeah, like it still, it felt slow, but kind of intentionally slow. Yeah. Intentionally slow. Not yep. like with downsizing where everything just kind of, oh my God, I've just become you crazy and I'm just, just hitting angry man. this microphone everywhere. <laughs> um, whereas, yeah, downsizing, I think, just didn't understand its own pacing and how no. to utilize it. I think this... Well, this this stuck to a centralized storyline. Yeah. As in true. that one had three different sort of concepts yeah. that I wanted to throw out there. <laughs> Pretty much. This is from start to finish. It is an explor- exploration of one character and then everyone around her. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I would highly recommend it. Very good. So. So there it is. There's that, your cutoff period, guys. There's your cutoff period. Uh, for those leaving us at this point, uh, tune in on Wednesday for my solo performance, which could be an absolute disaster, or it might not even get posted. So that's always a, we'll see what an idea. Um, but for those staying with us, spoilers abound. Oh, yeah. We are going to go plot point for plot point mm-hmm. as much as we can. Um so, for those leaving us, farewell. Uh-huh. For those staying with us, let's get into the nitty-gritty of The Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one of the first things we kind of talked about just before we started recording yep. this one was talking about the plot for this is going to be a little difficult. Uh, in what capacity? It's so self-contained. 
Like I don't think even oh, going yeah. story beat for story beat. Oh, is it, it's that necessary. It's, yeah, you, you. It's essentially a. It's a character piece. Yeah, it's a it's a mute girl who. Just just wants. It's not even. She wants love. Do you know what I reckon you could almost do with this movie? What? Because it is so contained. Mm. I reckon you could make this a play. And uh, it's even shot like it. Mm. Like there's really maybe only Especially the the song and dance. Yeah, like number. there's really only yeah. three main set pieces. Yes. Yep. There's their um Eliza and Giles, who's Richard Jenkins characters. Yep. The apartment. Um family. apartment. Yep. Did they share an apartment? No. no, no. So like... what so what it is there was uh a, there was two apartments. Mm-hmm. There's one each side and they lived above a uh, Athenaeum, like yeah. a theatre. Yeah. The dream. And pretty good. Yeah. Then no one goes to the theatre. Yeah. So that okay. So they're two friends. Yeah. Who live next door and are very close. So she pretty much cares for him because he's uh, his character's kind of pathetic. Pathetic. Down on his luck. He's mm. what's what year is this? I saw Kennedy. So that brings us to oh, it's not sixties. Yeah. So early sixties kind yeah, of era. Yeah. Um. Wait. When was the moon landing? Sixty nine. Yeah, so 60s. Yep. Um, and he he's, yeah, very downtrodden. He's yes. clearly a gay man. It's not clear at the start. It is clear when he goes... To his pie shop. To, to, to the pie yeah. man shop. Yep. But um, and it's like he's been ostracised from his job. He's kind of aged out of... Because he's an artist mm. who does, you know, advertising, but it's now the era of photography, that kind of stuff. Yep. So very down on his luck. So he kind of... Looks to Eliza a little bit to look after him, but yeah. at the same time, vice versa. Yeah, had a lovely relationship. I really enjoyed. I, it. I, I enjoyed it. It was it was it was that it was a friendship. Yeah, it's like it's no, there's no forced agenda no. or anything. A little bit of uh, father daughter there. Yeah, like from all the yeah. trailers, I thought they were father and daughter. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I'm but assuming she was just yeah. like an orphan type deal. Well, they mentioned she was an orphan. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. I listened. <laughs> <laughs> she was found as a baby. Yeah. So. Yeah, let's 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 try it out. So, movie starts and it's Eliza waking up. Mm-hmm. It starts with her within water, though. Which yes, seems like a dream. With who we can later on find out is Giles giving some narration mm. about the, what you assume is two characters falling in love, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's her waking up and doing her daily, routine. which is actually a nightly routine because it's about eleven. Yeah, looks very late at yeah, night. Yeah, she does a late shift. So she gets up. She Get some breakfast prepping, so some boiled eggs. Oh. Jumps into the bath, has a self stoop. Yes, that she does. Yes, you don't see that in movies in the first uh, three minutes very often. No, no, it's establishing that she is sexually. Establishing, yeah, she's 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 very sexually inclined, but it's it's obvious that she's alone. Yeah, at the same time. Yep. Yeah, uh, she then goes into Giles's. Yep. apartment, gives him some food. They have a nice little bit of back and forth chat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's off to work. Yep. Uh, we then find out that she works in a government facility. Yeah. You can tell by all the, the men with their hats and their black yeah. suits. It's very... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yes CIA, man kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. type deal. Yeah. Um, but she is a cleaner there and has mm-hmm. her friend Zelda. Octavia. Oh, she was so good in this. Yeah. yeah. She was amazing. She's she's amazing in everything that she later on, Later on when... Michael Shannon said, why am I asking the help? I'm like, ooh, callback to the help. (laughs) (laughs) Nice one, Guillermo. (laughs) That's awful from you. Uh, That's just what I thought. That's what you thought. (laughs) Um, So that that shows them just doing all their kind of daily jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they're cleaning up a very secure lab. Yeah. When something is brought in. An um, asset. An asset they call is the it way it's termed. Time, yes. um, and they're all sorting it out. And then Eliza, who you quickly tell is quite inquisitive, mm-hmm. uh, goes to have a look, taps on the little water tank thing, yep. and a very non-human hand... Smashes at it. Smashes at it. Yeah. And then starts freaking out, and you hear some wailing, and then they get ushered straight out of the lab. Mm-hmm. Um I'm trying to think then what happens. Well, we meet Michael Shannon. We meet Michael Shannon. And we meet the the other scientist. Yes. Played by, I don't know, Michael Stahlberg. I think that's his name. Something Stahlberg. Was he the Rusky? Yes. Yep. 
Yes. So we'll get to him Dimitri. Talk. Dimitri. We'll call him Dimitri, but he has an American name. We'll, we'll get to his character, yeah. Bob. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then the the workers are kind of introduced. Mm-hmm. So Eliza and Zelda are introduced more to Michael Shannon's character when they meet him in the bathroom. Yes. As they're cleaning <laughs> it. And just real weird comments from Michael Shannon's character. He, he uh, washed his hands. Yep. Then peed mm-hmm. without touching anything. Yep. And then walked out and he said... People can either wash their, wash hands, their hands before or after. Don't trust a man who does it both. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? It was an odd one. He was a strange dude. But even in that scene, you start to get a sense of he's not a great dude. Like he, No, he's a misogynist. He's a racist. Yeah, he says some very awful things already to Zelda, that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, and yeah, so then we get a few more scenes of pretty much... I'd almost say it's Eliza's routine, so she goes home... Mm-hmm. With Giles. Giles obviously picks her up from work, was what I almost got there. Yep. Um, they go to a pie shop because Giles seems to have his eye on a... A pie man. A pie man. A very young pie man. Yes. Um, and then we, we start to see then the routine continually happen, but at mm-hmm. the same time, Eliza, being the inquisitive person that she is, wants to know more about what's in the tank, uh-huh. uh, sits down and has, a, has her lunch. Did, have we mentioned that she's mute? Yeah, we, we mentioned it at the Did start we? of the okay. podcast. Because right. we've talked well, about yeah, yeah. how great she was with not being able to speak because her character mm. was mute. Yeah. But yes, she is mute. And like, yeah, just all of the, the interactions with people yeah. are very interesting because obviously people have had to learn sign language. Yep. So Zelda, Zelda knows sign language. Giles she mentions it. that um, she's known Eliza for 10 years. Yep. Giles obviously knows it as well. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so she's sitting down and mm-hmm. has a, one of her boiled eggs, offers it to the creature. Yep. Uh, the creature gets a bit... Weirded out. Weirded out. Yeah. And then she backs up, but then leaves it for him and then he eats it and that kind of starts their bond. Yeah. At this it, stage. It, it's, a very, it's a very true to... Um, just animalistic sort of... You've got to build trust. Yeah. It's not it's not like a human And she's, human she's interaction very yet. much the first human to show it any kind of kindness. Yeah. Because yeah. Michael Shannon's character is very brutal towards it. Yes. And we have missed one very important part. <laughs> before uh, Eliza has fed uh, the creature, the night before, the creature has bitten off two of Michael Shannon's fingers. Yes. Um, and then... She finds his fingers, collects them, and he gets them reattached, and that's kind of starts a bit more of their uh, animosity, animosity towards mm. each other. Because mm-hmm. again, even though she found his fingers, he's yeah. a bit of a dick about it because well, there was mustard, mustard on, on it. it, that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> but yeah, so she creates this bond with the the mm-hmm. creature, and then it we get oh, semi montage ish, mm. um, where she starts to spend every day with it. Um, starts finding ways to communicate with it, very much enjoys music. Yes, yes, um, teaches it. Well, it kind of felt like he just picked up the sign language. Yeah. Rather than actually being taught it. She's but just it, kind of gone. Well, it only knew the terms that it yeah. Yeah, had yeah. with interactions. Yeah. Um, but throughout this, a certain doctor, yes, Mr. Bob, yeah. um, notices... At one point, their interactions, mm-hmm. which makes him freak out a little bit because it means that this creature's intelligent. Yeah. Um, so he runs off for a clandestine meeting mm-hmm. with passwords and everything. Can you find out that he is actually a uh, Russian? Russian. Because like a spy. Yeah, because yeah. this movie is set uh, during the, the space race. Yeah. And their idea being that this creature would aid them in getting a man on the moon, mm. pretty much. Um and so he meets up with the Russians and starts to suggest that they need to steal this asset because uh, the Americans, being Americans, are just going to kill it. Yeah, and like... And inspect it post Dissect it, yeah. yeah. And dissect it, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that, that little subplot starts to careen along as well yeah. where he, he does everything in his power to stop it from being killed, but at the same time, Michael Shannon's character uh, very much wants it dead. Yeah, so I think... The, the motives for both the Americans and the Russians is the same. They want to kill it before the other one can get it. But the Russians just want to kill it and not look after look at it. But the Americans want to kind of study it. Yep. 
Is that the, the differentiation? Pretty much. The, the Russians pretty much come back and said, uh, all they care about is that the Americans don't, don't get... learn anything from it. Yeah. They, the Russians don't need to learn because <laughs> they are superior in every way. Yeah, they just don't want Americans to get an edge on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so things start to move along at a brisk, okay. not so much a brisk pace, but they happen. And then yeah. Eliza's there having her regular lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, but then a lot of people come in. And so yeah. she hides in the room, and this is at the point where she finds out as well that the plan is to dissect, mm-hmm. kill him, and kill it. Mm. Uh, it, yes. it. There's, it never gets a name. Yeah, because because uh, Sally does say him at yes. some point. At some point, she says him. But it's it's sort of that's that's also played out throughout the movie. Yeah, it. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. So uh, she she rushes home. To Giles mm-hmm. and tells him that she wants to break him out yep. pretty much and save him. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a good scene. Yeah. A lot of emotion done through sign language. Mm. Um, Giles doesn't want a bar of it because his lot in life, I think now he's given up yeah. on life kind of thing. And, and his stance is, it's not a human yeah. who cares, yeah. essentially. Well, it's, uh, Eliza then makes the point that in her eyes, they're the same. They're mm. both mute. Mm-hmm. Like what's what's the difference between yep. them? Yeah. Um, Giles still doesn't want to bar of it. Tells her he doesn't want to come home and mm-hmm. have this conversation again. Mm-hmm. Um, and she pretty much calls out the fact that if they do nothing, they're not human themselves. Yeah. So Giles goes off, and this is where we kind of get a culmination of two of his storylines. Yeah. Whereas he's been he's been trying. Keep him in the mic. He <laughs> the ghost of face. Oh, he's Bates, got he's me. Here, just knocking microphones. And... <laughs> so he he goes a few times back to his old work to try and get his job back. Yes, and gets pretty much brushed off every time. Yeah, they kind of they don't tell him no. They just go eh. yeah. Which he finally picks up what they're putting down and goes, yep. all right, this isn't going to happen. Yep. So he goes to his pie shop mm-hmm. to seek solace in the the young man that he's become a bit enamoured with. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- this young man seems to appreciate him as well, to a degree. He compliments his artwork and the fact that he enjoys their conversations. Gives him free pie. Gives him free pie. Sits down for a bit of a chat, mm-hmm. um, at which point Giles... Reaches over. Reaches over and says that he really enjoys his company mm-hmm. and would like more of it. This young man then shows his true colours. What are you doing, old man? Yeah, pretty much. And... Uh, gets very taken aback and then two African-Americans walk in yep. and he shows his full racist colours, uh-huh. which Giles says, mate, no need to talk to them like that. Yep. Um, and then he tells Giles pretty much to leave and never come back because they're a family restaurant. Yeah. And obviously his kind are also just not, not welcome. as welcome. Mm. So I think this is the moment for Giles where it clicks for him that, you know, kind what's of what difference? he was, what's the difference? Mm. Like he was doing the same kind of thing about this creature like... Because at that point, I think he recognises that he's been seen as something Diff- less. Yeah, different, different and less, less and, mm. than the norm. Yeah. Um, so he's he's all on board with the plan mm-hmm. for Eliza because he says, you know, she's all he has. Yeah. And he wants her to be happy, mm. which was lovely. A nice big hug. Nice, beautiful hug. Mm-hmm. So they start to plan the, the grand escape, <laughs> which is essentially we're just going to chuck it, the creature in a laundry Hamper yeah, and uh, drive away. Wet the towels. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, <laughs> they're successful. Yeah, with, they, with, get bit, they get some, a bit of help. With some help mm. with uh, Bob, or in this guy's, he's now back to being Dimitri, because he's, yes. he's well on board mm-hmm. uh, saving, saving the creature. It. Yeah, he doesn't want to help either the Americans or the Russians. In yeah, a, this because aspect. he knows they're going to kill this creature, which yep. he recognises as a... Beautiful creature that shouldn't be destroyed. Yeah. So he helps Eliza. Mm-hmm. Um, they escape. They destroy Michael Shannon's oh, his brand new, new Cadillac. Car the day that he the day he got it. Yep. Um, and away they go. Yep. And so they get the creature back to Eliza's apartment, and it starts to live in the bath. Yes, with like. What did they have with it? Like the it's almost like fu- looked like fungus kind of yeah, stuff, like barnacle type yeah. deals, and, and he then needed, salt. needed some table salt. Yeah, lots of table salt, which is not it's, it's not the same as salt water, <laughs> no. but it did the job. Did the job, just a bit of seasoning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Giles is left 
to look after yep. the creature whilst Eliza goes to work. Mm-hmm. And when she gets to work, things are pretty much on lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to start investigating everyone. And Zelda, who was also part of the, the, escape, the escape of the yes. creature, mm-hmm. is very concerned about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get both interviewed by uh, Michael Shannon's character. Yep. But as he says, like, why am I even fucking interviewing the help? Uh-huh. There's no way they would have been involved in this, at which point uh, Eliza signs, fuck you. Fuck you. In very, <laughs> very defiant moments. So, so, and Michael Shannon knew something was up with that signing because yeah. it was very weird. And um, they their animosity really got weird because he seemed to have this need because he was such a misogynist. Yeah. We see a scene earlier where he is having sex with his wife and then he demands that she not speak or make any sound. Yeah. To yeah, which point he... Covers her mouth with, with his, his... rotting fingers. Disease fingers. And so he, before the breakout of the creature, mm-hmm. mentions to Eliza that the idea of her not being able to make sound yep. gets him going. And he heavily alludes that he would like... Uh-huh. So, yeah, have a bit of a rough and tumble, which he just leaves the room pretty distraught about Uh that and freaked out, as you would be. He's just, as a character, just an awful, awful human being. Yeah. But just... With no redeeming factors. No, he didn't get any sort of redemption. No. Nor should he have. No. No, fuck him. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck him. What a great performance. Oh, so good. (laughs) Um. So whilst they're going about their their regular day, yes. one of the other members at the facility mentions to Michael Shannon that uh, he believes it to be a team of Russians that would have been able to pull this off. Yep, and possibly ten men strong, ten a, a strike cell, pretty much, and that's it's the path they're going to take down. Yeah. Um, but whilst this is happening, Giles has fallen asleep. Yep. And the creature has started to explore its new surrounds. Mm-hmm. In quite a gruesome scene, he went into Giles' apartment. Yep. And ate the head of a cat. Yeah, so this is the second bit of media in the last couple of months where a creature eats a cat. Because I'm assuming it. Oh, stranger things. Oh, yeah. 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 What's up with that, Hollywood? You're a cat guy. What's up with that? Didn't phase me too much. I know it didn't phase you. (laughs) But Um, it happened, yes. So yes, Giles frantically calls Eliza to tell her to come back because uh, when he came in and saw that the creature was eating the cat, he reacted in a way that was a bit... Frightening. Frightening to the creature. The creature runs off and accidentally attacks... Yeah, claws at Giles as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Eliza comes home to start looking for the creature, mm-hmm. finds it in the amphitheater. Watching movies. Watching movies. Yeah, because we, we see throughout that he he's enamoured with the moving picture Yeah, as well as music and sound. And yeah. Just shows that he's got heart. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, he's mentioned a few times that they found the creature in the Amazon. Like, the yeah. modern world is not something it would have no. seen before either. And they mention that he's... Viewed as a god. As a godlike creature. Yeah. Yeah. And was worshipped. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get the creature home. She's bandaging up Giles. Yep. Goes to do something and then the creature comes over and has a bit of a moment with Giles. Yes. Where it uh, touches him on his head. Yes. And then his arm and while it's doing so, it starts to glow. Mm. Little sparkly lights. It's a bit yeah. pretty. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then we cut to them. Yeah, she takes him back to the bath. Mm-hmm. We cut to the uh, a new day uh-huh. kind of scenario. Yep. Are we up to the bit? I think it happens oh. pretty quickly. Mm, yeah, so... Yeah, so that she gets him all, all comfortable back into the bath and... He, he goes to touch her. Touch her on her scars on her neck. Was it the scars? Uh, maybe. Because at the same was, time, I she's got like three that. scars on each side of her neck. I thought that was the case. I thought he's gone to touch that makes well, her neck. That makes sense. Yeah. She's freaked out a little bit. Yep. She runs out of the room, closes the door, mm-hmm. um, and starts to go to bed. She can't. She can't. The, 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 the pull is too strong. And so she gets off the kit. Mm-hmm. What do they do? They stoop. They do. They, and 
in one moment you're like, oh no, she's just she's hopping naked in the bath. Then they cut to her at work the next day, smiling from ear to ear, and <laughs> Zelda's like, what's going on? And she's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> and then they do a very funny scene where she kind of signs how it happened because mm. because you see the creature has no not, genitalia yeah there's not any outward genitalia yes, but then it's implied that there is a flap yeah and then something comes out yes so uh we had some fish stopping in this film we did kanye would be a fan yeah it wasn't gay though but it could be <laughs> no gay fish y'all so uh yeah, so that it's it's clearly now to the point where their bond is now. It's kind of solidified the bond. Yeah, and, I'd they're, say, and yeah. they're romantic, mm-hmm. in love, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But Eliza's still planning that when the water in, in a, a nearby dam, dam yep. rises, which will take him out to the sea, that they'll have to part ways. Yes, um, and then things. It's just the next few scenes are about that relationship kind of growing, whilst at the same time, Michael Shannon's kind of deteriorating in yep. his mind and um and, and our russian friend yep. is looking for a way to yep and escape. giles notices that uh after the creature has touched his head yeah he's starting to grow hair back and his arm is his fully arm, healed yep the the scratch is fully healed so he's he's fully behind keeping this creature around for a little bit longer because <laughs> he wants more hair yeah that that was my takeaway from that yeah <laughs> that was very much what happens <laughs> um and then there's this a uh, Kind of funny but lovely scene at the same time mm-hmm. where Eliza fills up her entire bathroom with water. Yeah. Don't know how that's possible. Well, she that's put... one airtight room. No, well, she put towels at the bottom and then it's obviously leaking out everywhere. Yeah, so it's leaking out into the cinema. Yep. The cinema owner cracks the shits. Giles goes to investigate. Yep. Opens the door. Water floods out and he's left seeing Eliza in the embrace. Yes. Of the creature. Uh-huh. And then he draws a lovely painting of them. Yeah. Because hmm. he sees the beauty in it. Yeah, he does. And not the not strange the... animal bestiality. Which a lot of people would see. Yes. Mm. Again, showing that he's starting to see mm-hmm. more than just what's there, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, more, uh, less what's on the outside. Yes. Very good. Uh-huh. But the time has come. Uh-huh. The rains are here. They are. And, uh... Things start to escalate, so Michael Shannon's told that, you know, he by the generals that he works for, that he has to find this creature in 36 hours. Yep. Or it's his, pretty much, his life will be over. Mm-hmm. It's not even veiled. Like, he pretty much tells him he'll be dead. Yeah, pretty much. They, hey, they're, they're pretty cutthroat. Yep. Uh, his fingers that were reattached are real <laughs> fucked up now. They're black and clearly not on well. No. So he's, he's descending very much into madness. He... Uh-huh. He's presumed for a while that uh, Bob slash Dimitri was Knows behind something. everything. Yep. Um, so follows him one night because Bob's off to meet the Russians mm-hmm. um, for his extraction back to the motherland. Yep. Um, he meets them. He's quickly shot three times. Yes. And then uh, Michael Shannon comes in and shoots the Russians and then proceeds to torture Bob mm-hmm. to find out any information because he wants to find out the name ranks. And location of the, the Russian striker cell, and he did he, he did sell him out. Oh yeah, Bob's pretty much dead. Yeah, I suppose he didn't care. Yeah, which was Michael Shannon's point. He's like, "You're dying, like just tell me." Yeah, true. Um, so Bob alludes to the fact that it was nothing that he had assumed. It was just the cleaners, um, yep. which made Michael Shannon put two and two together. Um, Felt like he was angry that he got outsmarted. Oh, yeah. by these females. And the cleaners, the fucking and the help. Cleaners, exactly, yeah. Um, so he storms in Zelda's house mm-hmm. to threaten her to pretty much get the location of the creature. Yep. By doing so, he rips off his two <gasps> fingers. <laughs> that was a tough scene. I don't think to watch. you like that scene very much. Nah, it's. It was. It, it, you wince. You yeah. wince when you see it because yeah. he's just. You hear the crack. Of yeah, the... there's just enough of it that has rejoined properly to make it. Yeah. A real gross viewing yeah. experience. That's pretty... Yeah. yeah so, anyway. <laughs> he then knows where the creature is, mm-hmm. goes to their apartment, goes there, they're missing. Yep. He's pretty pissed off at this stage, but then notices bloody Eliza oh, has written she, on the date that the they'll off. take it to the docks. Take the note off. Um, but Zelda has warned them, so they're already off to yep. the docks, um, and they get there, but so does our friend Michael Shannon, M. who Shannon. proceeds... 
after a lovely moment between the creature and Giles, where Giles attempts to get more hair <laughs> by putting his uh, hand... No. I think it, you can play it out like that, but I think it was just... Because he, he was apprehensive about it the first time. That he was, kind of wanted to just show... Yeah. That he, he didn't wipe his hand him. like he did the first But I still I, took I it as like there was a little bit of him wanting... Oh, for sure. A little bit. Yeah. But he's like, oh, you're a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he gets knocked out. Oh, and, we have a, and we have a nice embrace between Eliza and the creature before he gets yes, shot. Yes, the creature, okay. because she's obviously distraught, because... It, it's it's like the movie Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. So, uh, she... But, but not that bad. We've skipped over something massively. So, when the rains arrived, yeah. Eliza was... She knew that the plan had to happen, mm-hmm. regardless, but she's fallen in love with this creature. Yeah. And we got this lovely scene where it all the lights turn out. Mm-hmm. We go to black and white, and it's her kind of tentatively speaking and singing, which, yeah, like oh, yeah, it I, it's up start, to it. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you're like, oh, can she speak now? Yeah, and then it dims the lights, and it goes to black and white. And she's, do you reckon it was her voice? Yeah, and she just belts out this beautiful song, and the lights turn back on. And it's like an old school. 50s movie, like mm. full formal wear, and then her and the creature are ballroom dancing. Ballroom dancing while there's a full band and, behind. Yep. It was just a beautiful scene, and yep. it kind of called back to one of the movies that she loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, but that was to signify her kind of saying that she loved the creature, but he'll never he'll know. He'll never know how much I love you. Yeah, because a, she can't communicate it. Mm-hmm. And B, yeah. Yeah. So that was a great scene. And then yes. this moment where she does accept the fact that she needs to give up. To the save creature him. to save him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem to understand as no. she walks off. He mentions that they together. signs that they should be together, which she did to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but she says no. It looks like he's getting ready to leave, and then is shot twice in the heart. Yes, by Michael Shannon, who also then shoots Eliza mm. and knocks out Giles. Yeah, uh, he goes pretty much ready to. Finish everything off. Mm-hmm. Giles, being the absolute dude that he is, knocks out Michael Shannon, uh-huh. um, and goes to Eliza. Obviously, because mm-hmm. she's been shot. Uh-huh. Um, he's very concerned, but whilst he's cradling Eliza, the creature awakens. Awakens, stands up triumphantly, and instantly heals himself. He like just wipes the bullets off. Yeah, it's mm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Then uh, walks over to Michael Shannon's character and. Slits his throat. Yeah, pretty much. With his yep. claws. With yep. big claws. And when the creature walks towards him, Michael Shannon goes, you are a god. Yeah. Because he's seen him, like he's shot him in the heart twice. He's like, there's nothing he can do. No. To stop this creature. Uh-uh. Um, and then the creature grabs Eliza and uh-huh. jumps, jumps into the water. Uh-huh. Which we then get another beautiful bit of uh, narration from Richard Jenkins. Uh-huh. Same one from the start, but this time there's a completely different context to it mm-hmm. because you now know that he was talking about the fact that that was the last time we ever saw Eliza. Yes. She went under the water with the creature and he doesn't see what then happens where the creature heals her. Yes. And then transforms her three, well, six scars. Into gills. always looked like gills into actual gills, mm-hmm. meaning they could be together uh-huh. forever. Yep. And then she, she wakes up and you see like the... The the movie poster yeah. essentially, yep. which is like a really pretty sort of, yeah. yeah. It's just a, it's a very visually beautiful movie, which is his style. Oh yeah, he frames things beautifully. Yep. His sets are amazing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, like as as simple as a lot of these sets were, because you, you, I kind of said, oh, it's similar in tone to Pan's Labyrinth, but not as dark, yeah. and not as many fantastical elements. But this is sort of. It's still the same sort of feel. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Anything you didn't like about the movie? Um, I'm trying to think. I had one thing I didn't like. I was too enamoured with Michael Shannon to kind of think about anything. He was such a driving force of this film's narrative. It was so good. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I feel like everyone kind of performed... Really well. Yeah. Like, I can't see anything. Like, if I thought about it more, I could probably find something, but I can't. Off the top the of my one head. thing I didn't like. Yeah. Was that as soon as I saw the scars on her neck. Oh, yeah. I was like, she's going to end up with gills. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just, I felt that was a bit too. 
But they need I'm to foreshadow nose. it. Like, there's there's no way I to think kind of foreshadowing, and then the fact that she's got gills in a movie where you know she's falling in love with a fish man. Yeah, I mean, to create that ending of of passion and love, yeah, you need. To, you can't just at the end kind of go, oh yeah, she's got these things. Like, you need to show it. Yeah, I like I understand. I can understand what you're saying, but you need. To I, show I just it. felt it didn't so much as foreshadow. It just kind of screamed the ending to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, it did. But I think you can forgive that because it's kind of driving oh, that whole... I, and, the, and I can't forgive it because yeah. I, I love the movie, but it was just this one little thing that I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, a little bit better than this Guillermo. Yeah. Like, if if there's a better way to do that, maybe don't throw it as much in our faces, but... Like, he, he like, he even... Michael, I think Michael Shannon's character even called them gills. Yeah, at one point when he saw them, and it was just like, mm. yep, but that's but, just... but but you're gonna realize that anyway. You get halfway through the story, you're gonna think that anyway. Yeah, true. You're gonna be like, oh well, she loves him, so yeah, they're gills. Um, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed as usual Doug Jones's creature work in this because I, I I I didn't. I I'm like I need to look up who did this, but it is the guy who does. All the creatures, because he has a very distinctive look. Yes. Well, funnily enough, a lot of people thought this was a weird little uh, Hellboy spin-off. Because there is a character in all the two Hellboy movies that Guillermo said was his favourite character. Yes. Named Abe Sapien. Uh Who is a fish man. Did it look like him? Who also played by Doug Jones. No, but did it look like this creature? I'm going to show you. Okay. I think, like, and I think they even kind of hinted at that a little bit with a lot of the... um, the pictures, like the paintings Giles drew, mm. looks more like this than the movie one. Oh, yeah. 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 So, I I almost think it was like... A nod. Guillermo... I'd say it's more of a He's no longer a part of the Hellboy series, but still kind of wanted to do this... Yep. ...love story with this character that he really enjoyed. Because this was written... Like, the whole screenplay and the script yep. were by Guillermo, so I almost think it was a bit of a passion project for him. Oh yeah, it, it definitely looks was. that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it definitely looks that way, and it's sort of, it's it's what I want out of him. Mm. Well, I'm, I still like his, some of his bigger movies. Oh, that's fine. I know I, you do. I still but... wish that he got to do the Hobbit. Oh well, I'm never going to see him it. Being so... thrown off that project because they yeah. he was making it too expensive because he didn't want to use CGI. Oh, well, just do it, guys. Yeah. I, I, but I, I enjoy the, the smaller in scale Guillermo yeah. movies. Uh, as do I. I think I, it's just great. Yeah. All right. Well, we I don't need to give a recommendation. No, we've already done that. Do we, do you, it's good. It's really good. It's good. Do we need to talk about it anymore? Um, hmm. we, we could talk more about uh, having a movie really powered by a character that doesn't talk. I think that's a really, it's a bold choice. Yes, and especially when she is your lead. Absolutely, yep. like, and you have people playing off her. Yeah. to make it sort of, but like for the first, I don't know, twenty minutes. There's not much. Mm. There's just her. Yeah, and it's. I like that. I like the quietness oh, yeah. of the film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I don't want too much noise in my movies. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that. I I. She, It'd be a really hard thing to do. Yeah. So she's done it probably as best as you could. And she was really, really good. Um, and then everyone I else. She'd kind get of... a nomination. Did she? I don't know. You're not sure? Okay. Well, quickly lock it up. I think she should. But I don't know. I, I, I just think that's a. It should be recognised in some aspect, which I, I'm assuming it is by a lot of people and critics. Oh, it's. Rating, like, if you want to just go hmm. pure, like, Rotten Tomatoes rating, 93%. Yeah, yeah. And that's... That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a great thing. And I I feel... I'm, I'm hoping that more people go see it. The American it Film Institute has selected it as one of the top 10 films of the year. Yep. Uh, the film has received seven nominations. Okay. For the Golden Globe so far. So, it's got a Best Motion Picture... Wow. For drama, okay. Best director, best actress for Hawkins, mm-hmm. best supporting actress for Spencer, uh, best supporting actor for Jenkins, nothing for Shannon. What? 
best screenplay and best original score. You know what? I reckon it could definitely pick up score. Yeah. Easily. Um, I, yeah. I, I reckon it'll pick up a few. How is he not nominated? <laughs> is he lead? He'd be lead, wouldn't he, in that movie? Male lead? Yeah. yeah. Which is disappointing because you don't... That is so disappointing. I feel like he doesn't get enough of recognition either. No. For what he... He just has that face... Like, he is the quintessential bad dude. I think we've got a lovely uh, Del Toro quote that I think we should finish up on. Okay, yep. Just as something for the listeners and us to ponder. Uh-huh. So he came out and said, this movie is a healing movie for me. Uh-huh. For nine movies, I rephrased the fears of my childhood, the dreams of my childhood, and this is the first time I speak as an adult about something that worries me as an adult. I speak about trust, otherness, sex, love, where we're going. These are not concerns that I had when I was nine or seven. Yep. Hmm. yep. So that's that's pretty much he summed up the, you get the vibe. It was like the entirety of the movie. It's yeah. a Del Toro film, uh-huh. but there's definitely some themes in there that aren't apparent. Oh yeah. In any of his others. So No, no, I, definitely I, not. I think, I think that's it's... a nice place to yeah. finish off. So, I think uh, so too. let's leave it at that. Yes. Uh for those still with us, I can't wait to speak to you all on Wednesday night. <laughs> one man crew. One man crew. How's man. the head wobble on me? Maybe no. that's what I'll name the, the episode. Yeah, head wobble. Mark's head wobble. Yeah, yeah, you will. Pretty much. Um, but as you're always, please feel free to email us or send us any messages on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Yep. We are Cameo Guys on all of those platforms and would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Or if you feel like sending us an email, which we always love getting the occasional email. I love um, emails. It's been very occasional. Uh, but feel free to send your emails to cameoguys at gmail.com. Yes, please. All right. And I think we'll leave it at that. Yes. Have a good week. Week. Everybody. Yes. You'll hear from Cam hopefully next Sunday. Hope but you'll so. hear from me on Wednesday. See you guys. <laughs>